Hello, and welcome to the new episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we bring you news on Angola's electricity sector, a new PPP framework in Senegal, transportation projects in Cameroon and Saint-Omé, the coming into force of the new Timor-Leste anti-corruption law, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start off this week's episode with news from Angola, where the government has announced that it'll prioritize private investment over financing from international multilateral financial institutions. The government's goal is to encourage foreign private investors to invest in Angola in order to boost the country's economy, create jobs and increase tax revenue, leaving concessional and semi-concessional financing in the background. Also in Angola, the Agency for Oil, Gas and Biofuels has decided to allow interested parties in the ongoing 2020 oil and gas onshore licensing round in the Kwanzaa and Lower Congo basins to consult to data packages before purchasing them. The two packages that companies can now consult for the Kwanzaa Basin, where six blocks are on offer, and the Lower Congo Basin, where three blocks are on offer, include the most important information regarding the blocks with the exclusion of geophysical data. The agency hopes this measure will enhance transparency, allowing participants to enter the process with more confidence while reducing risks and uncertainty. In an effort to support Angola's electricity sector, the World Bank has approved funding of 250 million US dollars through its electricity sector improvement and access project. The fund, directed mainly at increasing access to electricity in the provinces of Luanda, Benguela, Willa, and Wambo, will create approximately 196,500 electricity connections, benefiting close to 1 million people and impacting other sectors such as agribusiness, health, and education. The project will also focus on the improvement of revenue collection, electricity service and capacity of the public utility PRODEL, as well as a strengthening of sustainable management in power plants. The total cost of the project is 417 million US dollars and is also being financed with a credit of 167 million US dollars from the Agence Française de Développement. In other news, the Angolan government is looking into the possibility of building an airport city adjacent to Luanda International Airport in Ikolo and Bengo. The project is part of the 2018-2022 National Development Plan and aims to turn Luanda and the new airport into a hub for regional and intercontinental passenger and cargo flights taking advantage of Angola's geographic location, socioeconomic potential and international vocation. There's also a new airport on the horizon in Cameroon, as the local civil aviation authority is assessing the possibility of upgrading Kribi's aerodrome into a modern airport. Improving the country's railway is also on the Cameroonian government's agenda, since it recently issued an invitation for expression of interest for technical studies for the reconstruction of the Douala-Yonde railway line as part of the PCDN regional project. This project is aimed at improving the performance of the Douala-Najamina Railroad Corridor and reducing costs and transport delays by optimizing the logistics chains and competitiveness of transport services. The reconstruction of this railway line, which spans over 250 kilometers, is the most important and most ambitious ever to be carried out in Cameroon. 
Meanwhile, in Cape Verde, the government presented the project for the Cape Verde National Hospital, budgeted at 65 million euros, to be built in a Shad Limp Praia. The hospital's main goals are to improve healthcare with high levels of specialization and sustainability, and reduce medical evacuations abroad, which cost the state 2.7 million euros per year. The government has stated that it has received several expressions of interest for the financing of the project, but there are other financing options on the table including external financing through the increase of public debt. In São Tomé and Príncipe, where inconsistent maritime transport can have a huge impact on the economy, the government has recently announced the launch of an international public tender for maritime transportation of both passengers and cargo within the archipelago and between the archipelago and the other countries of the Gulf of Guinea. Bids are to be submitted by the 29th of March and should be geared towards improving the transport of passengers and cargo between the islands of Saint Tomé and between these and the countries of the sub-region by means of a ship that operates without restrictions or port or maritime constraints under contractual concession conditions yet to be determined. Portugal continues to invest in renewable energies with the launch of the first auctions for the production of green hydrogen. The government intends to reveal the model of this new tender mechanism in April and adds that it'll differ from the solar energy auctions held in 2019 and 2020. After presenting the format of the auction, the government will be holding public sessions for all interested parties. Despite creating a special mechanism for companies like EGP and GALP to take part in the auction, the government has stated that the auction is not targeted at hydrogen producers, but at potential future consumers, industries that consume a high amount of gas in their operations, and companies that depend on fossil fuels, notably in the industry and transport sectors. In Senegal, the National Assembly adopted a new law on public-private partnerships, The law, proposed by the Senegalese government, aims at ensuring that PPP projects are competitive and meet the specific needs of the population. Besides unifying the legal framework for all PPP projects, the new law also establishes a regime for unsolicited bids, introduces specific provisions on local content requirements, and creates a PPP unit to support contracting authorities. Implementing regulations are expected soon, and when they're enacted, all the principles, rules, and requirements set out in the PPP law will become fully applicable. On the other side of the globe, the new Timor-Leste anti-corruption law came into force on the 22nd of February. Despite its name, the new statute has an extremely broad scope, covering not only rules on the various types of corruption offenses and respective sanctioning regime, but also a wider range of matters, including rules on recruitment of ex-public officials, public tenders, corruption in private business, and the adoption of codes of conduct by both public and private entities. Importantly, the law also includes rules on whistleblower and witness protection, and a number of provisions that may be crucial for corporations and individuals that are subject to the United States Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, the UK Bribery Act of 2010, and similar foreign legislation that allows for protections and safeguards related to gifts and hospitality. In the meantime, COVID-19 community transmission in the capital of Dili has put the city on lockdown for at least a week. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world.
Please join us again then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.